DMX, what? Get your DMX going. Get that coke in your nose. Is it DMX Whoa. like going to quarter for something or what other? I don't know. Dude, did you hear his cover of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? What? Oh my god, that's a thing. Yeah, allow me to bless the mic. No, I'm not. Yes, Please it just don't. came out. <laughs> I'm not gonna. But it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Wait, it uh-huh. just came out. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like 2017. Oh my god. I think we have our end music for this episode. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Is, yeah, is Christmas awesome. music like that? Like, is it considered public domain? Kinda. Yeah. Like those classic songs, I think. Are. Yeah, because it's like I think it's what, what fi- after fifty years something goes public domain, something like that. Yeah, I, okay. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm I know sure Rudolph would fit in that. Disney's been extending their uh, hold on Mickey Mouse because he's like what seventy years old. Well, yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. That I wonder would, how old that makes Steamboat Willie. Uh, that was what thirty nine. Yeah, no, I think it was earlier than that, actually. Because no, it was was actually 1920s, I think, because Snow White came out sometime in the 30s, Mm. Um, and that was their first animated full-length film, right? Um, Trivia. Are you guys familiar with Twisted Sister's Christmas album? Of course. Oh no, I didn't know they did one. It's a treat. It really is. Oh yeah, it's they, so good. They do "Oh Come All Ye Faithful," but it's basically <laughs> we're not gonna take it. But he sings the lyrics to "Oh Come All Ye Faithful." Oh come all ye faithful. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's exactly yeah. that. Oh, that's like, hilarious. They even have the guitar solo and the riff. It's it. It's amazing. It's good stuff. That sounds. It sounds like something I'll have to investigate. D. D. Snyder is is he's like my hero. He's yeah. doing a side. He's doing a. Like a side project with some other big musician, and I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. It's gonna make me angry now. But it was like, what? Why is that's that's crazy that that's happening? <laughs> you know, Colin. I know you haven't played Wolfenstein yet, but if you are a fan of Twisted Sister, maybe you shouldn't play Wolfenstein. <laughs> I think we showed him that song. Didn't yeah, we? you showed me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That ooh. wonderful. Ooh. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh yeah, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, along with Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. Oh wow! Oh, They're wow. doing a project together. Doesn't I love Jamie... Hatebreed. Yeah, I'm a fan. Doesn't uh, death or what is it? Satisfaction is the death of desire. That is it. Or, uh, doesn't he like not have a thumb or not have either thumbs or something like that? Jamie Dosta. I don't know. How does he? Yeah, hold I'm the pretty mic? sure. No, I'm pretty it's sure weird. he has thumbs. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a thumb. I'll I, bet you, I'll bet I, you a, a thumb that he doesn't have a thumb. I, I don't know. I saw Hatebreed live. I don't remember him missing a thumb. Bro, he hides how, it well. How close were you to the stage? <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, there was a giant circle you, pit behind me. Colin, um, but ask yourself, did he give a thumbs up at any point on stage? But who does? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that Larry the Cable Guy does a lot of thumbs ups on stage. <laughs> Jack, do you live in a world where you think every performer just thumbs up like Metallica at the end of their show? They just all in unison like thumbs. Yeah. Thanks for coming you know, to our show. I think James Hetfield gives a thumbs up on stage. He's a man. That Is the Metallica think- family here? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, kind of uncanny. But yeah. listen, dude, Jamie Jasta, I'm, I'm willing to bet money is missing as nine fingers total. Or do we want to settle know. up this bar bet right now? No, no, no. We're just going to leave it a mystery and call Hey, Jamie Josta has a pretty great podcast. He's He's got a cool voice, too. He's a good vocalist. I yeah. wonder what it sounds like now. After all these years, right? A screaming hardcore. You know who else has a podcast? Robert. The Tiny Disc Podcast? Us? 
Man, segues. <laughs> is this how we're starting the show? Oh my of God. course it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still looking at whether he has th- a thumb or not. It's literally two <laughs> words to Google. Jasta thumb. J-A-S-T-A. Uh, what the... F- what is his left hand? Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, one of you two is right. So welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about <laughs> games and life. He's just not going to say who. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love what you're doing. Welcome to episode 27. I'm Robert Scarponito, and I'm joined here by the incredible Jack Cepeda. <sighs> bong bong. And the intrepid Colin Sparling. A happy early holiday to you all. It's in that holiday season. I'm getting the holiday vibe. You know what sucks, though, is I don't actually decorate my apartment for the holidays. What? My, yeah, it's really kind of depressing. It's like you walk into my apartment. It's like, what's the theme in here? Apartment? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decorate just, my apartment so, in that theme It's as well. boring. Well, yeah, I, I know you would. You decorative motherfucker. What? Um, especially since you got that <laughs> celebration going on on Saturday. I'd hope you decorate. Um but I want to take us way back. Good jump in the way back machine. Mm. And I want to take us to the faraway land of feathered hair, of shoulder pads, of Rubik's cubes, and hair metal. I'm talking about the 80s, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I want to know, because as of lately, I've had just an absolute infatuation with the 80s. I kind of always have. Growing up, and and this sucks because I I just I'm starting to believe that I was born in the wrong time period because of mm-hmm. that. But it's it's almost the the media portrayal of the 80s with you know the 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 big comeback of the 80s in music, of the comeback in style in certain ways. Like the 80s have made a big comeback, and it almost comes off as like a fantastical time. <laughs> like, it's it's all starting to come back around, yeah. And there will be is. a time eventually where like. It's almost already happening where like Nirvana and grunge and Smashing Pumpkins, all that stuff is going to come back around the other side, right? So what about the 80s specifically do you want to talk about? Or is it just the entire decade in general here? Help me out. Yeah. So I just want to like, I, I don't know, is is the uh, f- false nostalgia hitting you guys as much as it's hitting me right now? Because I am jumping down the rabbit hole. Like I'm like watching like Miami Vice. I'm a huge like <laughs> synth. Dude, Miami Vice is 10 out of 10. It's so wow. good. Yeah. And it's and because uh, it's just it, out of every pore. It's just 80s. Everything 80s. Um and uh, I'm a huge like synthwave fan uh, because synth, synth like I've never really heard a bad synthwave artist. Um, <laughs> like I love it, and I love synth pop. I love like dark like this Mortal Coil, the really dark industrial stuff from the '80s. Oh, I love it. I love all that stuff. What, what do you? Bowie how do you guys and- feel about the '80s? So I went through that phase in like middle and high school. Back then, that I was all about like, yo, the '80s. That's where music like was the best 90s is all right 2000s suck and i'll be honest like 2010 hey, hey pop did not help you know what i mean like that era oh, no pop 2010, was just... 2010 pop was like I, wow. I feel like the the age between i think 2008 2000 and 2012 or 13 like pop was just taking over i remember there was one grammy Grammy Awards were, I think, Coldplay won, like, Best Hard Rock or Heavy uh, Metal yep. or some uh, bullshit like that. It was, uh, like, some straight Jeff, Jethro Tull versus Metallica situation. It was so I, bullshit. I just like, need to vocalize this. I need to speak this out loud, speak truth here. Uh-oh. I hate Coldplay, dude. I <laughs> hate Coldplay so much, and everyone seems to, like, love them, and I just don't get it. I hate the guy's voice. I don't like his songwriting ability. I think that song Yellow was dumb. 
That's Coldplay, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. I, Yellow is okay. one of their best tracks. Oh, I don't I, uh, get it. Is it like well, people rolling over from like uh, Radiohead and shit? Like, who are these people that like I, Coldplay? I, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I never really cared for them. And I mean, to <laughs> what was it? The quote from 40 year old virgin. Hey, man, you know how I know you're gay? So you have, you have a poster of Coldplay in your bedroom door. <laughs> That's really bad, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, was, was, yeah. Did they have a song like at the end of like one Grey's Anatomy this one time and just like that's their whole career? Like I just hate I, them a lot. I don't, I don't know, know dude. I mean, they're selling out stadiums, so they're doing something. Yeah, my, I don't know. my understanding is Coldplay is like that band where if you don't want to be basic and like, you know, Lady Gaga and Katy Perry, Coldplay is like that next step up of like, I'm not just a normal person. You know, I don't just like pop. I like Coldplay. Ugh, you know, it's like that, my that eyes. one step closer to being away from just a pop boy. Please. Yeah, man. One step closer to the edge. And I'm about to break with it, man. I'll tell you what. Rip. <sighs> yes. <laughs> so, but anyway, so back, to the, we, back to the 80s discussion. Right. Robert was, you know, talking about he went through that phase. And when he said that, I just like picture him with like guy liner on. Nope. Maybe one of those sweaters <laughs> with like one shoulder exposed. Nope. You know what I'm talking about? And like the side leg ponytail. Warmers. Nope. Like, yeah, leg warmers with Kimmy Gibbler a little bit. Nope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> listen, listen, man. I would listen. I would totally. I don't give a fuck. Like to this day, I would have no problem rocking rocking the suit jacket with the t shirt and the gold chain underneath and some fucking white loafers. Like just, just, just it. basically be it. Phil Collins from the eighties. Nah, man. Yes. I'm Don Johnson from Miami Vice. <laughs> I actually think Phil Collins. If you listen to him now, I think his music has aged incredibly well. Oh, yeah, I think I Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. I mean, look at the Ohio State video. Right, they're still doing like. In the, in the air tonight, like you know, covers and shit. Like it's relevant still. It's good music. That song and 2K is in did it too. That song is in the first episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting and to it comes all the way around. I'm starting yep. to slowly suspect that this was all a clever ruse to just shill Miami Vice. I mean, Not, if you're well, show I mean, partially thing. that, but it's it's kind of like what spawned the idea in my head. But I've noticed that, like, I've just gravitated towards you know the '80s, like. And Miami Vice, it's, I mean, you have to walk into it knowing, fully knowing that it's an 80s TV show. Like, sometimes the acting can be very iffy, but it's like, it's like B-movie stuff, like B-movie moments. Not all of it's like that, and but <laughs> some of my favorite parts of the show is this, like the sound effects. The sound effects are so <laughs> terrible. I, I have <laughs> to admit, I have to a, admit, though, real quick, that I do feel like the 80s is kind of like the apex of American civilization, like it, after World War II, it was all a build up to the '80s, and ever since the '80s, it's all been kind of downhill, like yeah, in every regard, in a way. I can kind of see because, like you know, people make out the '80s to be this time of really high prosperity. Uh, of course, there's like a lot of crime and like a lot of drugs and stuff like that. But like eight, like that, like we're talking about at the beginning of this discussion, it's it's made out to be like this fantastical time that will pr- like that will probably never ever happen again. It was basically Blade Runner. In real life. <laughs> it was basically Blade Runner. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. The 80s didn't seem that boring, Jack. Mm. Got him. Sick burn. Blade Runner's no, really boring. I, it's, uh, I just think it's where all the cool stuff happened. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Reagan was president. Reaganomics changed the way we get, you know, imports and things like that. I mean, we started getting a lot of stuff imported from China, getting a lot of things made in China. Uh, the economy was, I think, at an all-time high. Don't quote me on that, right? Um, it was getting there in the 90s yeah. when it really peaked. Yeah, but I will Clinton. say, like, in the 80s and, like, in the 90s, I just remember that time was that was a time where, like, it was cool to be American. 
And like I haven't felt that way in like so long anymore. I'm just like, you but, know, what's going on? Like what's happening? Since 2017, isn't it really cool to be American now? Isn't it really uh, fun? It's so good. Best. Yeah, you know, every other, every other country yeah. just hates us. Proud, but, uh, proud but to it, be. It, it, it used to be it used to be really cool and really accepted, you know. And I I'm glad to say I remember those days. Uh, but now it's definitely my favorite decade. I mean, like I said, best music, some of the best movies, timeless, yeah. right? Timeless uh, uh, art was being developed, so I love the eighties, man. I, I, we That's, should do it. Just it just this whole podcast. Yeah, and it gave us the foundation for so many things. Even you know this very hobby that we know today, we wouldn't be the way we know it today. But was for Nintendo coming in clutch with the NES slash Famicom in nineteen eighty five. All right, so we've got a really good show for you guys this week. Uh, we've got a lot of games to talk about, a lot of really cool news to talk about. I just wanted to use this point here at the top to again reiterate that the 10 days of Tiny Disc, they are coming to you, and it will be very good, very festive, very heartwarming, and very awardsy. Uh, we are looking to launch it probably within the next three weeks, so keep an eye out for that. It'll it's be- basically the Oscars of video games as we are the foremost experts in the field of video games on the internet on this planet earth (laughs) and we have the final most authoritative views and opinions on all things interactive (laughs) including movies so the definitive opinions are here and we're going to learn about them during the tiny days of 10 disc the, the yep. tiny days of 10 disc uh the games that we're going to talk about if you haven't played them you're basically not even a real gamer is what we're getting at here <laughs> you're not, yeah, it's, you're it's not the even a real yeah, gamer it's like, yeah like if you right. can't if you can't write an essay about each of the games we discussed just get out of here just stop yeah. don't listen what, on keep the listening. 10th day of tiny disc my true love gave to me oh. a beer <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie, my boy. <laughs> are, you, are you seriously quoting yes, a Canadian? You left, you, left me, you left an impression on me, Robert, with that with that video. Yeah, it was pretty that. good. It was pretty good. <laughs> As Jack tra- takes a swig of his beer. Yeah. Do you yes. know Jack, Bob and Doug McKenzie? I don't know what you're talking about. There's some. They're a Canadian like radio comedy duo, and like one one fateful Christmas season, they decided to do their own rendition of you know like Twelve Days of Christmas. And first day of Christmas is beer. Just my true okay. love gave to me beer. I'm down. It's good stuff. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah, beer. <laughs> but I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. But now at this point in life, I like things I used to hate getting when I was younger. I really appreciate now. Like fucking, I'm being dead serious. Like if you got me like socks and underwear and like undershirts for work and shit, I would be like hell yeah. Or Thank beer. you for this belt. Yeah, and thank you for this great beer. Or like thank you for this belt and suspenders. Like. I'm so excited about this. Like that, those are the gifts I want now. Whereas a little kid, I was like, literally, don't get me anything else but video games. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> just no, no, listen, bother. listen. Let let me tell you, so, uh, Christmas of two thousand and seven, two thousand seven, ten years ago. Yeah, two thousand seven or two thousand eight, one of the two. Anyway, I asked for an Xbox three hundred and sixty, and like, so this is the way I would do my Christmas list. I would sit down on my computer. And I would open up Word and I would go through and have like a like numbered list of all the games or all, all the things I wanted for Christmas. Right. And I would have a picture of those things Whoa. next to every number. So like I would have like I, I remember wow. distinctly that that Christmas I wanted a fuck ton of 360 games because I wanted a 360. And I was like, OK, here's the 360. Now, here's all the games I want for it. Wow. And yeah, so 
or maybe it wasn't the same year I got the 360, but I had like a just laundry list of games. It was like Oblivion, Dead Rising, like uh, what else? Uh, fuck, what else came out around then? I don't think it was Mass Effect, but a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And I had to put pictures there next to him because I did not want my mom to fuck it up and give me the wrong thing. <laughs> and you, you didn't have any yeah. faith, it sounds like. No, because my mom was that mom, that type of person that would be like, oh, I thought you meant this thing. Like one year, uh, I, so I was uh, for, for Christmas, I would ask for uh, what was it? I was doing like three seasons of Dragon Ball Z each Christmas, like three Christmases in a row. So it would have like the whole series, right? Wow. Um. So one year. My mom went to buy me, you know, three seasons of Dragon Ball Z, but instead of getting Dragon Ball Z season two, she got Dragon Ball season two. Yikes. And I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so she is totally the the person that would get the Xbox One S instead of the Xbox One X. Like, here's like here's the thing, the though. Like, I think even people our age would could easily make that mistake. Oh, yeah. Easily. You know what I mean? It's not like one of those things where it's like. You know, it's just a matter of being ill-informed. Like you, you have to know very specifically that's what it is. It's just a terrible naming function. I hate no, it. it. Is. Yeah, it is. It's, but it's that, one letter, and both letters sound very similar. <laughs> I used to do something similar to what you're doing, Colin, but it was way more old school because technology was not there yet, right? So when I was a little kid, uh, I would get just blank white pieces of paper, and I would literally get every year. I don't know if you guys know this, but Sears and like Toys R Us and like. JC Penney's would send out like three inch thick catalogs in the mail because oh, there shit. isn't any internet, right? So right. they send you, and so I would go through the toy section and I would get fucking scissors <laughs> and cut out the pictures love of it. all the toys I wanted. Then I get this real shitty like glue paste <laughs> stick thing and like glue it to this piece of paper and then i'd have this like really messy like real like a uh, soggy kind of sticky like like pile of white paper with all these things cut out and like glued to it and hand it to my mom like hey mom this is what i want for christmas jesus that sounds See, gross my, my mom would take my list and she's like okay okay it's going here right up on the fridge <laughs> like, yeah and then and then uh you know our fucking family friends would come over and be like what the fuck is this you fucking nerd and <laughs> <laughs> What's video games on Christmas? Fucking video games? <laughs> no, but like what I was getting at with that is like now I'm a boring ass adult and I'm like, yeah, what do I want for Christmas? I don't know, a fucking suit. <laughs> yeah, I want like adult shit now because I don't want to buy that for myself because uh, like, okay, right, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man now, right? But people still ask me what I want for Christmas and like where I normally would be asking for video games, I don't ask for any video games now. Like I just get the ones I want. We can buy them with our own money for the most part. Exactly. And, right? and so. now I want the stuff that I don't want to buy for myself. Like I said, like work clothes and shit. Like I would super appreciate oh, that I kind of that. gift, you know. So yeah. it's just funny how times change, man. So pro tip: if you have adult friends, get them underwear. Ask them their underwear size, and then two and then later. buy them American Eagle underwear because even though that shit's expensive, it's very comfortable. So the least creepy way to do that, actually, Robert, <laughs> is to just sneak in their house at night mm-hmm. when they don't know you're going to be there. Give them a little kiss on the forehead for good luck. A little kiss on the forehead, yeah. A little, a little tap on the on the on the on the on the top of the head there, and then just like roll them over gently <laughs> and just <laughs> roll peek them at the over tag. gently <laughs> so they the don't wake back up there. Yeah, you know that's that's the actual way to do it. If you're getting your friends underwear for Christmas, guys, take it from Tiny Disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sexual <laughs> allegations have came out against a uh, one Santa oh, Claus. No. Yeah, don't tell your friends that you got it from us. But that's the best way to do it. <laughs> the least creepy way. Okay, Absolutely. so we should probably Let's, like actually start some semblance of an actual episode today. Yeah, yes, we might want to so, write a waiver for this one. But okay. Let's hit those video games. 
Video games. Video games. Uh, so, Colin, you want to hit us off? You want to start us off talking about something? Yeah, I've been playing a little game called Everybody's Golf. Everybody. Everybody's Golf. Everybody, 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 everybody. Yeah. Um, no, so Everybody's Golf, man. What a freaking little... I don't know. I don't know if you'd even call it a hidden gem. Could you... I don't know. It's it's not one of those games that's like, you know, exploding in popularity or anything yeah, like that. I don't but hear if, a lot of people talking about it. No, I don't either. But if if you were ever a fan of the series uh, Hot Shots Golf, which was pretty big on the PSP, um, among other platforms, uh, it's right up your alley. It's a very arcadey uh, golf game developed by Claphand Studios. Uh, it's a first-party title. Well, not a first-party title. It's a uh, title that released exclusively for the PlayStation 4. Um, and it is a lot of fun, man. It's just it's just a typical arcade game. You create your anime-esque looking uh, big-headed character. Oh, try boy. to make mine look like a dorky golf version of myself. <laughs> you know, button up and uh, the, the fish... What do you call those? Uh, the bucket hat and everything with... Uh, uh, the fancy uh, plaid pants, and uh, I get so the the cool thing about creating your characters, you can give them like emotes, and you can give your character mannerisms. So I made my guy like a really childlike, really shitty like British kid sounding voice, and then every time he does like a really shitty job or like hits a really bad like I don't know putt or something like this he like stomps his feet and is like yeah like <laughs> it just gets really frustrated about it and if you get like a bogey or whatever he just drops to the floor and is like oh man like just like throws a tantrum it's great so he's the basically mr acting, bean oh yeah the voice acting in those games has always been really kind of funny and i don't know in a good way or a bad way exactly but it's japanese developed game right when oh, did yeah. it come out uh just this year okay and when was the last hot shots game was that on vita Oh man, uh, I feel like it was a video game. Um, okay, so it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while, and I it's love been a minute. golf video games. Most of them, I like really arcadey golf rather than simulator golf. Oh yeah, I like so I just love right arcade sports games. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and it's one. It was a hundred percent worth it. It was uh, only fifteen bucks off of Amazon for uh, Black Friday. Isn't um, it kind of like an open world kind of thing? It kind of is. So that's like the interesting thing about the game. Um, because when I first booted up the game, I was like why is the load time so ridiculous? And that's that's the one big negative I have about this game so far is you boot up this game from your PS4 dashboard and you're sitting there waiting, I think like three or four minutes for this game to actually load to the main screen. Ugh. But it well, doesn't like, look that complex though. No, it's it's not, but they load a lot of assets. Like so, it, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, no, so I was, I was, so it brings up the menu, you pick single player, it loads in, and then it drops you into like the home screen, which is basically like your hub world. And you can go like play online games, you can do like single stroke match, which is just or uh, solo stroke match, which is just you hitting across the course by yourself. So you can get like some practice in, or you can do like tournaments, which is against uh, bot characters. Um, so they give you a lot of options, but the fact that they, they load that whole so that whole so uh, home world is partially what takes the loading so long. And also when they load the courses, they load all 18 holes at once. Every time? What? Yeah. No. <laughs> so dumb. No, yeah. So they load the entire thing as like an open world. But that, the crazy thing is like once you jump into the game, you can hit the circle button and exit your team position and you can go across the entire fucking 18 courses. Like you can run wherever the fuck you want. Mm, so like, one thing I heard though was, yeah, load times were a bit of an issue, but I heard that they did something really genius. 
where they let you practice your golf swing during the loading. Is that yes, accurate? Yes, I that's love dope. that. That is, yes. a, I wish every game in the world had some kind of mechanic where you could practice. Like imagine playing Gears of War during load time. You can practice like the perfect reloads or whatever that is. Yeah, you know, dude, like something like that where you can practice. I just yeah, think that's really it doesn't cool. even take much. They probably just need to throw up the interface on the the loading screen. That's it. Like they just kind of uh, leave it there. Bayonetta did something like that. I think Assassin's Creed does that. Let you run around while it's loading. Yeah, like, but the, it's I think just that's a, a great thing. Like Assassin's Creed is just like an endless field of oblivion. You don't even get to practice anything there. I'm right. kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Like pull back the camera a little bit from this, but like pull back the scope of this conversation. But I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I'm not a computer engineer. I'm not a software developer or anything like that. But I would think by now that we could like handle load times. Like why are load times still like a thing? Because do they have to be? Right. I I understand what you're saying because uh, like every game that comes out anymore, we install it on the hard drive or the, the, uh, the SSD. So it's not like we're running off the disc anymore. You know what I mean? We're not we're not yeah. loading straight off the disc hardly ever anymore. So it's not like you know you're waiting for the disc to spin into the right position. Is it loading or whatever for the like, game to load and load is onto it loading the RAM. like into the video RAM? Is that what it you takes? Know? Probably know. that, but it's also like loading it into the engine. Like just because you have the textures downloaded doesn't mean that you can just pull them up right then and there. You know what I mean? They got to be plugged into the engine so that way you can output like the game for you. Imagine a company that develops a technology that reduces load times to almost nothing and then license that technology to like everything that ever loads. Well, so it just I mean, doesn't happen anymore. Wouldn't wouldn't that depend on the game engine itself or is that or the graphics engine? <sighs> I'm just saying it's a so. problem and I would think yeah. like why can't we solve this problem? I mean, it's it's becoming less and less of a problem and it, it the the ones in this particular game aren't so intrusive because the the benefit of it loading all 18 courses uh from the get-go is when you finish a course, you're like on to the next one right the fuck now. Like you, you just spawn there and you're there. Like it, so it moves really quick. I yes. feel like PlayStation VR games as well really bad at loading. Um, oh, are they? I've only. I, I, it's been I a long time since so. I played PSVR. It's my opinion, but let me ask you: Do you guys notice load times on Switch? Are there any Switch games that? Because Nintendo's pretty good about cutting back on load time. Stardew Valley pre uh, patch, the saving time was like really yeah. Stupid. Yeah, that's true. And that's I mean, weird. loading into Zelda takes a minute, but it's I mean, it is a complete open world game. And it's not like there's much loading beyond that unless you're going right. to like the the shrines. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I'm sure smarter people than me like have already thought about this. Like, you know, this is not thing. This is nothing new. I'm just like somewhat surprised with the latest advances, advanced advances in technology that like load time is still sort of an issue, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, but now that I can practice my golf swing. During the load time. Yeah, that is so deal. cool. That is so cool, man. It is. It is. It is really neat. And they, there is some kind of RPG elements to the game, too, which are really mm. cool. Like uh, you can level up your control, your power. You can get like different balls that have different uh, advantages uh, depending on what they are. Like you have balls that give you advantages if you get stuck in a bunker uh, mm. or get stuck in the rough, things like that. That's got cool. balls that'll fly further, uh, clubs that'll give you more control over where the ball lands. Right, better uh, like spin, all kind of, better yeah, exactly, uh, better slicing and pulling, if that's what you call it. So exactly. I have, a, I have a question for you, Colin. Like, mm-hmm. what is the point of the game? As in, uh, like, is there a story you're following, or is there like you know you're trying to be the best golfer, or like? Yeah, you know, what's it's, your it's basically it's basically like the classic Pokemon conundrum. Like, I wanna be the very best that no one ever was. Okay. Like that, it's basically that's the goal. Like, 
um, you're basically you you rise through the ranks and you actually like the higher the rank you go, like the more courses you unlock and you actually uh, the more character like key characters you can face off against because you you do these special one on one like rival matches and there's like three per rank and each one increases in difficulty. Um, and after you beat each one of these characters, not only do you get like a ton of in-game currency, which allows you to buy more items for your character, uh, uh, among other things, uh, it also uh, allows you to get the items that this versus character was wearing, this rival character. So you can, yeah, you unlock their costume and they actually call it cosplaying as that character <laughs> in the game. So it's it's super like <laughs> Japanese so animu type stuff. Yeah. So um, it's just, a, it's just a cool and it's fun, fun experience. And like, you can sit there and play for hours easily and just like really dive into it. Or you can play for like 20 minutes and or, uh, you know, an hour if you want to play like a fit for or a full 18 holes. Or if you just have like 15 minutes to play, you can do like, you know, a nine hole course or whatever. It could be totally just a relaxing time. Just go it, in and it is casual. You know, it's fun. I like it. Totally games. Is. I just I'm just waiting for it to come down in price. I missed the sale on Black Friday, but I yeah. can't pay. What is it? 40? Yeah, it's regularly 40. Uh, I can't pay that much. Yeah, there's definitely plenty of game to play though, and it, it's it's one of those games that I would play ongoingly. Like it would just be one of those games that I could always put in if I have a few minutes to kill. Don't don't really want to like def- quickly definitively beat it. Just kind of chill out and play it whenever I feel like it. I love but, your words, dude. <laughs> I love them every week. I, I such a gem, <laughs> man. Just mwah. <laughs> Thank I'm you. just I'm yes. glad they uh, lowered the bar so you don't have to be a hot shot to play the game. Not everyone. No, yeah. And uh, um, on a side note, yeah. So uh, the reason why this one's called Everybody's Golf is actually it's the series Hot Shots Golf is known as Everybody's Golf in Japan. In Japan, right? Right. Um, so when they brought it over here, they changed it to Hot Shots Golf for whatever reason because I don't know. Maybe they thought Everybody's Golf was a weird name. Who knows? Globalization, man. The deep state. The frogs are gay. It's everybody's <laughs> Golf. <laughs> Well, at least they didn't pull a Super Mario Brothers two and think that us Americans are too stupid. Yeah, or something. they couldn't name but, it Doki Doki Golf. Doki Doki or, yeah, Golf. Or uh, that Final Fantasy game that was called Final Fantasy USA in Japan, oh, but yes. it was like uh, what was that game called? Final Fantasy Adventures or some shit in the U.S. I don't know. But anyway, mm. yes, everybody's golf. Can Go I just play say if you want to? Doki Doki Golf sounds like a weird visual novel where a golfer <laughs> you fall in love with your golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> So while we're talking about weird Japanese stuff, apparently, uh, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch. Ah, the yeah. uh, big, the, one of the last releases of the year. For the one Switch. One of the big ones here. Yeah. I'm yeah. really feeling it. <laughs> Thank God. Are you? Are oh, you, Robert? Are you, are you feeling it? Okay, so my, my first foray into Xenoblade Chronicles 1 was on the 3DS, and I was like, I hate this game. Mainly because yeah. the 3DS is not a great, it's not a good system to play a game the like new, Xenoblade on. The new 3DS, right? Yeah, the new 3DS. It was only for the new 3DS. Like, they were straight up like, the old ones can't run this, so don't even try. Yeah, and I'm pretty you, sure that's still the only game that's exclusive to the new 3DS. Might be. It might be, yeah. Um, and it had, the little, it had the little nubby, right, on the right to move the camera. Absolutely. That nubby uh-huh. is, yeah. it was not helpful, to be honest, because the frame, yeah. it was so framey. It was just like, uh, So I returned that game pretty quickly, and then I was like, well, I still really want to play the game, but I don't want to pay like $400 for a copy of the game and then a Wii. Um, hey, hey, now, it's only like 60 or 50 now used. Did you? I have a question. Did you full back back then? Did you like uh, full on return it and get all your money back, or did you like trade it in for trade credit? it in? Trade it. Okay. In. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's got a decent amount of cash for it, though. I mean, 
Uh, I don't remember how much I got, but whatever. Mm. So I decided, you know, like, hey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is looking good, and, like, the Switch might be the perfect platform to get it on because it's still, like, on the go-ish. So I decided to take a bet on Monolith Sauce new RPG, and it's pretty solid so far. I'm about 10 hours in, but a lot of that time is spent, like, dicking around in the world because I... <laughs> Look, there was a point where I was very stubborn with this game because, like, both of you played the first one. Right. Yes, I mm-hmm. love the first one so much. So, you remember how they're like, hey, here's a gigantic open map for you to explore. But if you stray anywhere off the path, these level 59 monsters are going to wreck your ass and you're going to uh, die. Yep. And yep. I wanted to be like, fuck you, game. I can go where I want. So I tried to explore a lot. And the game, again, shuts you down like, hey, this gorilla is level 69. And then he spawns like 12 other gorillas. So oh, wow. Good luck, yeah. Uh, but so far, the characters are great. They're they're fine enough so far. It's very anime tropey, so you know that's a personal preference thing. Like if you like animu trash, then you know you'll probably like this game a little more. Like already, they've introduced a character who like wants to like build a pop idol that he can dress up however he wants to and like made costumes and stuff oh my yeah so it's very anime trophy. oh my <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that i think bothers me the most aside from it does have frame dips it still does it doesn't run a solid 30 at all times which is a little unfortunate um, really yeah at least for me it docked or handheld handheld i haven't really played it docked so Okay. I can't imagine performance improves. Actually, well, it's funny you bring that up because people are saying that it runs really well when it's docked. Really? Um, be- yeah, because it does provide more juice. It's not trying to mm. conserve the battery. Because battery life on the Switch, no one really talks about it, but battery life on the Switch is not where it needs to be. Yeah, It's only true. like three, four hours. You know, I rarely hear people talk about that, which is somewhat surprising. But in docked mode, it is supposed to boost the frame rate. Okay. And the experience. So, I don't know. Try it. Yeah. Let me know. Maybe I'll play it around with that a little more. But, yeah, it gets a little framey in handheld mode. So, I guess that's a little, you know, not that great. But Not optimal. Absolute worst fucking thing in this game is the voice acting. The English voice acting. It's so bad. What? It's so no, it w- god bro. awfully bad. I'm so sad to hear that because that was a strength, I thought, of Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, that was not a strength of Xenoblade Chronicles. I thought Dude, that, I, thought I love right. I love the Are British voice acting in the first game so much. The first one. No, I'm really it's Ryan, feeling John. it. Are you kidding me? Is Ryan? You're outnumbered, dude. Yeah, it's okay. good in well, the first one. So hold on. Let me hold on. What I need to know now is: is you're saying it's bad? So are you saying it's bad like the first game? Yes. So you, I guess oh, you I may like, like it, it if you're trash, but Ooh. also the Done voice by. lines do not sync up with the the lips, and that just like bothers me to no end. Mm. I don't know. I didn't really care to pay attention in the first game if that was the case. You can download the Japanese voiceover, and right? That's and that's what I did, and it's okay. way better. It's absolutely so way better. So you're reading the subs. Yes, I am. And I've noticed, like, this is actually the first JRPG I've been playing where it's like I'm choosing to do Japanese voice acting over... Uh, English voice acting. It's a lot of reading. Yeah, because usually I just do you know English voices because you know it's like whatever, right? Um, they usually do a decent enough job, but for this, I was like, absolutely not. This is so bad. Um, and what I've noticed with the Japanese voices uh, and the Japanese like talking is that a lot of the characters' names change. Like, I think Rex is the only character who's named Rex in Japanese. Huh. The main yeah. character, yeah. Like, even Pyra, you know, that red-headed girl who's supposed to be, like, his main friend that you see in a lot of the trailers? Her yeah. name's Homura. 
In you Japan. know, yeah. So it's like that's kind of what? interesting to see. Names of towns change a bit in the Japanese. Like the sub still like says what the English trans like the English redefinition is and all that. But I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting way to play the game, noticing these differences. Um, Somewhat surprising. Yeah, but the one thing that uh, I think makes this game really strong and is like definitely the litmus test of whether you'd buy it is if you liked PS2 era RPGs this game is straight up a PS2 era RPG in the modern day in you know graphics of today I don't think I like those what? Uh, unless you're talking <laughs> about like Dragon Quest 8 I'm talking kind of Dragon Quest 8 kind of uh dot hack uh GU I don't think I like those I what know. I mean by that is just a very straightforward, like, run over here, watch a cutscene here, run over to this town, pick up all of these side quests, watch more cutscenes, read more text, like, you know, text conversations, mm-hmm. and run over here, farm this thing, and then run over there and return the quest back to the real boy. Real predictable, real by the numbers. How's the combat and compared to the first game? Combat is exactly like Xenoblade 1, but they get rid of that god-awful thing where you have to, like, scroll left and right to choose your abilities. Like, I found that to be really... It was trying to be an MMO, but with a controller instead of a mouse. And I was like, that's yeah. just not good with this game. What they do is they, uh, like your face buttons, your a B X Y, uh, those are your arts instead of having to scroll through a menu. So you yeah, just that's, like, that's okay. waste. That's what that only makes sense. Yeah. You hit a, and then you do like backslash, but yeah, there's you no can backslash. backslash to your heart's content. Yeah. There's no like backslash. Combos, backslash. Like, like cool combos to do and shit. Yeah. Like I, so let positional me see, attacks. Yeah. Let me see if I can explain the combat system without it being super fucking complicated. Cause this game, what it does in the first, like, I mean, I'm still getting tutorials, but it just like throws everything at you. It's like, you know, hi, this is your first battle. Let's explain everything you can do in battle. <laughs> it's kind of oh. crazy. Um, mm. So like the direct. Yeah, a little bit. Half yeah, an I, hour. Yeah, oh. I, like watching Man, that direct seriously helped me because I was like, wow, this is a <laughs> lot and I'm remembering stuff from the direct. Like, I feel like I, t- I should have taken notes. But yeah, so, so the combat it's not, is... It's not a game you could just like pop on for like the first half hour and like have fun. You'd want to like sit you're... there for at least an hour and a half to like kind of oh. get in it. That sucks. Um, okay. But the combat's basically you target an enemy and then you start auto attacking them, kind of like an MMO. And then as you auto attack them, you build up like gauges for each of your skills. So let's say, for example, like the backstab move takes like seven hits for it to like charge up and then you can actually use it. So you need to auto attack seven times and then you hit, you know, A or whatever. And then he does the backstab. And obviously, if you're standing behind the enemy, you do way more damage. Like, again, there are positional attacks like that. Um, And then if you time the button press right, like, at the exact moment that an auto attack lands, you gain bonus juice for your ultimate art. Do they call it juice? No. But you get bonus juice for your ultimate art, and then you hit... Then when that's, like, filled up, you can hit that button, and then it brings up a QTE where you do this super attack against the enemy you're targeting jrpgs everybody yep junior and, pgs and when no, you do so that you, super attack you can chain it with your teammates super attacks and there's like a web where like if you do a fire attack and the next if you do a fire attack you can do another fire attack to do this or you can do a fire than a water or a fire than an earth and just it's a lot of like complicated like mess with the elements you get really cool effects but yeah okay, okay. is there still the whole thing where like uh what is it like Oh, uh, perform topple. Now you can do this attack that does a lot of damage if you topple your enemy. Like, yeah, I've still all that. I've noticed some topple stuff in like the directs, so I assume I'm going to run into them. I still haven't run into topples yet because I haven't, um, 
I haven't gotten that many blades because you can equip up to three blades on your each of your teammates, each of your party members, and each of those blades can have three active abilities at once, like three of like backslash or whatever, right? So huh. what I'm hearing is that this is a lot like a lot of stuff, yeah, kind of all put in a blender. So like my main question here is. You know, we've been talking about this game for like about 10 minutes now, but like, is there anything unique about it? Is there anything standout? It seems so by the numbers, the way you're describing it. is is this like a worthy game to buy? I think if, because I think Xenoblade, right, kind of stood out in its battle system. There's, I can't think of any other JRPG that does that. At the time. Yeah, where it's like an MMO, but then also yeah. kind of not. Um, and this Final game. Fantasy 12. Yeah, and this game just improves on that system. So that might be the most unique thing, honestly, other than that, like the story is kind of, it's, it's enough for me. The characters are by the numbers in terms of anime tropes, but they're still, I guess, kind of fun enough. You know, you have like the girl who is super excited to cook stuff, but then she doesn't know how to cook well. So it's like, ah, darn it. You know, like lots of tropes, lots of stuff. The way, the way you're talking about this is making me kind of worried actually about the game. Like, is it like, what do you think? You know, after, after, yeah, after it's all kind of said and done with the time you played, I think your evaluation? Um, if you're buying a switch right now, or if you're getting a switch for Christmas, definitely ask for Zelda. Definitely ask for Mario over this game. This isn't a killer app for the switch or anything, but it's definitely scratching that itch of, if you want a grand JRPG to play through on the switch, this is probably one of your best bets right now. Maybe you should just download the free Octopath Traveler demo <laughs> and just play that for, for 20 yeah, hours. For, yeah, so let me ask you because the trailer for Xenoblade, it showed them or showed the main dude. What's his name again? Rex. Rex. It showed him like running through the countryside, and it looks so empty and looks so sparse. Are there enemies around when you're walking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the trailer doesn't enemies. look like it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a little misleading. Like I, again, I was I was like I was mentioning earlier where I was like I'm gonna get through this level 69 gorilla and like yeah 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 like it's it's kind of hard sometimes to like maneuver around the fields and like not catch the ire of enemies that are way stronger than you. It's kind of like Final Fantasy 15 in that. Yeah, and they kind of bork you a bit in the beginning in that like it takes a while for you to get a full party. Like I still haven't had a full party, and I had to like shelf a lot of side quests because I was like. I am one man on this party. I cannot do these side. Like I cannot fight. I cannot backstab. I cannot sidestab. Like unless I have another person. So I had to like just. I'm, I'm just you know rushing story stuff right now until I can get a full party. Basically, I am uh, carrying the shame uh, of buying that game the day it came out, paying full price for it. I have not loaded it yet. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I have oh, not yeah, loaded yeah. it yet. It's sitting there. It. I'll get to it eventually. The Switch is my favorite system this year, my favorite console with the best games, but I just haven't got to it yet. But I have gotten to, gentlemen, a certain game that I might be ashamed about. I might be excited about at the same time. There is no did, shame in video did, games. Did they make to make did they make a game of the room and we don't know about it? <laughs> there is what? a game called right. The Room, isn't there? Uh there is what uh uh yeah, there's Silent Hill for the room. Oh hi Mark. Oh hi yeah. Mark. Yeah, it's set in Silent Hill. Oh, hi, <laughs> Pyramid Head. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. So I feel like you guys don't have Apple iOS devices. Is that right? Correct. Nope. I'm sitting because next we're, to Android. We're not, we're not normies. So you Yo. can't partake in this yet, but an uh, Android version is coming out. I don't play a lot of mobile games in modern times, but when I do, that game I'm reaching for is HQ Trivia. 
Have oh, you guys heard game. about this? Yes. Yeah. Have you guys no. heard of this game before? Holy shit. Okay. So let me explain it to you. Okay. So uh, it is a live, massively multiplayer trivia show worldwide live happening twice on weekdays. Happens at, I'm oh. in Central Time, so 2 o'clock Central p.m. and then uh, 8 o'clock p.m. as well. I've heard uh, about this. Was it yes. you that told me about it, maybe? Maybe, maybe, because I've just been playing it over the last week or so. And then it also is on weekends at 8 p.m. Central Time. And it's live every time. And every time I've been in it, there's been over 300,000 people in there all playing at the same oh, time. Oh, shit. Okay. And so it's trivia. It's Have you ever played, uh, have you ever played, uh, you don't know Jack? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of like that, but the host is live in front of you. And his name is let me Jack. track it now. Scott Rogowski. And he is so awesome. He's so good at his job, guys. I don't know. He makes the game better for being there. There are other co hosts when Scott needs to take a day off, right? He can't work every day. But whenever he's not there, the game is less, I'm sad to say. Um mm-hmm. he he definitely makes a show what it is. He's been on like Good Morning America. Like this game's starting to catch on in a big way. This last Sunday, the grand prize was $8,500 for answering 12 trivia questions correctly. So the way it works is you get 10 seconds from the time that he starts, starts reading the question. So you don't have time to Google these at all. You just have to tap right away. You get it's multiple choice. There's three choices per question. And whoever's left at the end of 12 uh, questions, because you get knocked out right after every question, who gets it wrong? So at the end, uh, whoever is left there splits the grand prize. Or if no one wins it, which happens sometimes, they roll over the prize to the next day and they just add it. Yeah. So it is just so fun and addicting. And it's like, wow, I remember the days where like internet wasn't really a thing and like everyone kind of gathered around the tv right to see like american idol or some shit or you know what i mean like all at the same time it wasn't like hey just pick it up and watch it on demand whenever you want you have to be here at a certain time to partake and that's how this is now and it's on mobile and it's just really an interesting weird kind of uh just so just a weird like futuristic like uh dystopian kind of <laughs> vibe you get it's just i don't know it's very unique and and I'm getting my friends on it at work, and I'm telling you guys about it now. It is coming to Android soon. They're working on it, but it's a it's a really fun experience, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. What what have you what have you heard about this? So I've heard basically that same thing. I've heard about it from like a couple other podcasts where they mention it. Yeah, it's been uh, it's kind of like you know all the talk of the last two weeks for sure. Yeah, what I'm curious about is like let's say you get on at like eight o'clock or whatever, right? How long generally are you on your phone? So I normally get to like the first four questions and then after that, that's when to me they start getting very hard or where I have to guess and just get lucky. Uh, This afternoon, I got the farthest I ever got and I got seven questions in. That's the farthest I've ever gotten, but I've only been playing in about a week. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Just how how long are you sitting there? Like in minutes? Oh, so I'm sitting there for 15 minutes tops. If you win the game, you're playing for 15 minutes. I'm usually only playing for about five, six minutes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It goes it goes by really quick and really snappy. I yeah. mean, I think the idea is genius. I don't know who came up with it, but like it, it's something that it's like who the fuck came up? Like why didn't nobody ever think of this before? You know what I mean? And they just it, pay you out immediately via PayPal right then and there. As long as what? you're balanced. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So what, they don't tax it or any bullshit like no, that? No, dude, what? it's so illegal. It's so illegal. It's, it's so illegal? shady. I I mean, I don't know. You tell me. They can they have you know, they don't pay taxes on that. They just give it to you. Like, oh, here, we just gave them this money. I mean, if, it's definitely if it's a, a legal gray company, area. It's definitely yeah. a legal gray area for sure. And uh, 
Yeah, it's not like regulated by the, you know, <laughs> IRS trade and exchange or anything, shit like that. Yeah, they just right. PayPal you. And uh, you have to have, but the trick is you have to have $20 or more in your account before they'll pay you. If you have $19, they're going to wait. Because huh. uh, I saw a game where 333 people won $1,000. So they all won three bucks about, <laughs> you know, like, oh, great. I won three bucks tonight. But still kind of bragging yeah. rights like you won a game, you know, and they call out people like in real time, like they call it your name or or they'll say certain things like you can tell it's real. They're, you can tell they're not faking it because he's talking about like the results and everything. And it's a it's it's a really cool thing. You guys got to try it's, it. It's like trivia battle royale. It's the battle like royale one, genre, one a hundred kind of thing. Yeah, battle royale genre is getting huge. <laughs> yeah, you know it's that's funny. It is, and it it like I said, it's it's still laggy. Like it's still not a tremendous experience yet. Like they got some grown pains to go through, but it's so successful and it just keeps blowing up that I just imagine it's going to get bigger and bigger. We'll see how big it gets. I, I, I just I have so many questions about it. I'm not I'm not sure you can answer, but like, where are they getting this money from? You know, like do, are so, there ads in the app? So this is the genius of this. I was like, why are they giving away this money? What yeah, is in it for them? And then right. I decided to listen to the whole show because some people just quit after their question, you know, after they miss one. I decided to listen and I was like, holy fuck. Some of these questions are about products. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, and that's where the advertising comes in. And I'm like, these Yo. motherfuckers have 300,000 people listening to this question about Estee Lauder. Seriously, that happened. I was that's like, clever. Like, yeah, I was like a, a light bulb went off the top of my head. I was like, fuck, that's smart, man. <laughs> and it's so unobtrusive, but it like it gets you thinking about the brand like yeah, over and, and I, over again. So it probably keeps them from like actual live ads too right like uh like they have no ads they there's no ads right, no banners exactly. nothing yeah it's just in the questions and, and it's not a lot of them and there's no entrance field you can download it for free right now oh it's absolutely store. free absolutely free actually i would prefer you guys use my download code uh deciphered scroll uh no space and then i'll get an extra life <laughs> so Yay. every friend i recruit you get an extra life and that's if you miss a question you can tap the extra life button and and still be in the game wow oh that's okay crazy wow. Yeah, so that's like another like kind of genius breadcrumb way of getting people to recruit other people to play the game. Because everyone huh. wants to win. Well, everyone so wants an just, extra life. So you just literally sign in at the time when the game is about to happen, and then you're a part of it. I get notifications live, like, "Hey, <laughs> motherfucker, it's two p.m. Where are you at? We're in. You know, this game's about to start. Hurry up!" <laughs> so you can't get in late, right? And one right. thing that happened is that I accidentally tapped the wrong question once and got it wrong. I was like, fuck, because <laughs> I don't know if you can like change your answer. It just happened so fast. It's a very fast paced game. You have to be paying full attention. They even tell you like you better turn on like do not disturb like while wow. you're playing this because it because the technology, it's still pretty laggy. Right. And sometimes it's just it, it'll get there. They're working on it. But I think it's just growing way faster than anyone could have anticipated. So they're they're going through the process now. Man, it'll be interesting to see when that comes out on Android. I'll probably want to check it out. When, it's uh, fun it it's drops. free there's no it's just cool to like have a live guy sitting there talking to you right yeah. during the trivia and just knowing that like people all around the world are doing the same thing at the same time it's really it's it's weird now to say that that's a unique experience because that used to be so whatever that's on nbc and abc like every night but it's a cool thing to have on your phone so that's Man. that's hq trivia and i'm it's probably my ios game of the year because <laughs> wow, i don't play yeah. ios games anymore that could i mean that sounds like potentially the future of like game shows really We'll see. Yo, we'll Jeopardy see. on your phone. Alec Trebek still talks to you. Scott right. Rogowski is a very good host. He calls himself like the Trap Trebek. He has all kinds of like the different. Trap, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Like he has all different Trebek. kinds of nicknames. He's a very, he's very yeah. smart. He makes the show 
what it is. Anyone can sit there and read trivia questions, but he's got a great personality. And he's got a lot of uh, groupies in the chat there. So, and chat just looks like basically like like a Twitch chat. If you like the words and everything, just flying by so fast because three hundred thousand people are in the same room, so it's very hard to like read whatever's going on there. But you can hide that chat too if it gets distracting. But that's HQ trivia. I'm gonna there keep playing go. it for sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's shift gears. You guys want to talk about some news? News of yeah, the world. Some news. So, guys, you know Batman? I know Batman. Did you know Batman. that he's getting an animu? Anime. Animu. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's everything that you thought it would be. It's actually, I had no idea what to expect. I'm going to no, be honest. No, me neither. But it's, it was, it's so pretty, it's pretty, strange. I can't believe so it great. actually, I can't believe it actually exists. I'm so happy it exists. So if you're out of the loop here, there's an anime that's going to... It's an anime movie. It's going to come out next year sometime. Oh, wait. It's a movie? It's a movie. It's yeah, not I a series. Yeah, it was a series. Mm, it's just a movie. No idea how long it is, but it's slated to be a movie. Uh, it's called Batman Ninja. And I believe the story is basically, what if Batman were in alternate history feudal Japan and his whole rogue gallery was there? You know what would happen? So like Batman, tr- all up in your prefecture, son. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to watch trailers. But it's essentially like you get to see Batman hold a katana. That's fucking sick, dude. Like, yo, he's, and he's got a, his Batman costume, but it's all like samurai out and shit. Yeah, he's got like the, you know, the samurai armor. It's so cool. And what I couldn't help after seeing the Joker too, because you see a lot of. Uh, like the whole regular rogues gallery right is there like you have penguin you have i think scarecrow i think you have two-face like and they're all in this anime style and one thing i couldn't help but think colin i know you're playing final fantasy 6 right now on snes classic but but joker's uh, interpretation in this anime just reminded me so much of kefka and i was like whoa like this is what kefka would look like if he wasn't just like eight sprites (laughs) yeah yeah go ahead no, I was gonna say, yeah, I really like uh, that. That trailer is just like such a badass, like kind of sizzle reel thing they had going on in that trailer. That's what I like about it. But you know, they they show Joker and they're like battling on top of the the uh, I don't even want you know what you call that Japanese temple or whatever. They're battling on the roof, and Joker's like, you know, the, this, I think it's like one of the first times they actually speak, and it's like Japanese, and it's yeah. like whoa, hearing them speak Japanese is weird. But Joker's like. Nanoka Batman. Batman. <laughs> Yo, I can, like, I, what the? Like, can I say though, like the VA for Japanese Joker sounds so good. He sounds so like if Mark Hamill was speaking Japanese mm. almost. Hmm. It's, it's kind of true. Not without like the lot kind of more high pitched thing that Mark Hamill does. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's got similar lilts to it and I'm a big fan of it. But what has me more excited for this, because when I first saw the trailer and I saw it was like 3D anime, which doesn't have the best track record. Like the last no. 3D anime I know is Berserk 2016. And that was Berserk just, is it's fucking not, garbage. That was I can't wa- It was unwatchable for me. Like unwatchable. I love Berserk. That wasn't that good. It was not good. Um, So, yeah, I was a little worried when I first saw, like, oh, is that 3D? Oh, that's 3D. Uh, But then they started dropping some names. And the name I'm most excited about is that Kazuki Nakashima is on this. And he's the guy who wrote the story of Gurren Lagann and Kill la Kill, which are fan-fucking-tastic anime series. Oh, yeah. So, you you know this shit's going to be, like, crazy over the top, like, 
it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be explosions and just tons of destruction. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, Jack, I, I'm assuming you're not really familiar with those animes or that name of the writer, yeah? Uh, just like the rest of the audience, I have no idea what the two of you are fucking talking about, but go of ahead. Course. <laughs> no, okay, look, that basically this movie is going to be really fucking good because this guy has a perfect track record of writing incredible stories that just get you so hype no matter what honestly it looks good i mean it looks like an anime it looks exactly how it sounds and i'm excited for it that's all i can say same here like i don't want to watch you just another regular animated batman thing there's plenty of those and plenty quality there but kind of been there done that like that's treaded ground like let's do something new with the series and it's i give kind of kudos to dc for allowing them to do this with the license because not every i can't imagine you know every uh company jump leaping for someone to do this with a, such a classic beloved character you know so yeah. i think that's the coolest part of the whole thing is just it, how daring it is it makes right. me wonder if there were some english comic book writers that had this idea of like what if batman was transported to feudal japan and then someone was like why don't we just let Japan do that story? Like, why don't they yeah. tell the story themselves? And it's like, yeah. it's turning well, out really it, cool. It's kind of crazy that it hadn't already happened, actually, uh, because Marvel had already had that treatment done to a couple of their franchises. Uh, they had the anime Wolverine series and they had the oh, yeah. Blade anime series, um, <laughs> which I actually haven't seen either of those. But I, I want to check them out now that in hindsight, just to see how American comic books kind of transfer over to anime as a platform. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm actually one of my in my head right now. I'm like one of my most wanted scenes is like a scene where like Batman is about to I don't know have a final battle or something with Joker, and he pressed by doing like a like a the full like Japanese tea ceremony thing, and he's like <laughs> mentally prepping himself to like go do this shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if it's already been done in Samurai Jack. Fuck you, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other cool news coming out of Japan. So Capcom is finally developing a game. I can't think of the last time they really did that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say Hunter. that again. Capcom Cap- is what now? Developing a game. They're in the what? video game business, apparently. Oh, Allegedly. They are? I, I always okay. thought they were a pachinko machine developer, but hey, what can you do? That's so, Konami. No, that's Konami. <laughs> oh, that's right. Anyway, Capcom, they're, like, I shit you not, they're making a brand new Mugaman game. Why Mega are you Man? saying words weird? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? Mega Man moves and Mooga Mans and yeah. you Mega can't Man. say the letter E. My name's Ruberto Scarpinito. Ruberto Scarpinito. So he's talking about Rockman Eleven. People get fucking hype. Mega Man Eleven, and this isn't gonna be your old school pixels. Like, hey, Mega Man Nine and Ten. We're going back to our roots. This is a brand new hand drawn art style. That looks slick. It looks like Mega Man 8 if it looked good. Uh, <laughs> Have so you cool. both seen the trailer in action? Have you seen it in motion? Yo, I think I yes. saw a dash in that trailer, and that made me so happy. Okay, so it, you've both seen it. Okay, yes, I'm, it going to, I'm going to shit all over your Wheaties now. I don't think this game looks good. I don't think it looks good. There, I, think I said it. Could, it. I, listen, I think it could look a little bit better. It is a little early. But it doesn't look bad, and it looks better than fucking Mighty Number no. Nine. If it's as balls hard as Mega Man Nine and Mega Man Ten, then fuck it. I don't care. I don't like games like that. I don't know. It wasn't that's not what Mega Man's about to me. Like my favorite Mega Man, Mega Man X is up there for sure. Mega Man Two, Mega Man Three, those are kind of it. Mega Man Eight, that's kind of it for you, me. Ooh, the rest really, you is, liked it. I I liked it. Yeah, I liked the soccer ball mechanic and stuff. I liked it. I'm not saying I disliked it, but I I don't need like. 
like Mega Mega Man Souls. Okay, I don't need like the hardest fucking game ever. And that's what Mega Man Nine and Ten were. They were like, we dare you to beat this. You're never going to beat this. And I just don't think that's what Mega Man's really about. And I also I'm just saying it looks like 3D graphics. With like some hand drawn elements too in the background. Yeah, two point five G. It looks like some uh, cell shaded stuff going on. Cool idea, but I'm just looking at it in motion. I'm just like, it. I'm just not that impressed. I don't know. Were you guys impressed by the visuals? I wasn't. I, I wasn't like blown away. I. I don't know. I. I can't think of a really nice looking two point five D platform at the top. Well, I, I do. I do like how the Strider reboot looks quite a bit. Oh, that game is fun too. Yeah, yeah that game looks cool. Yeah, I, I do like Strider. So maybe if they went something more like that, but I think that's a little bit too hyper realistic. If they were, if it was a Mega Man X entry, then I think that would be more akin to what Strider goes for. But since it's a mainline Mega Man game, I think the more cartoony stuff kind of fits it. I would love a full on like hand drawn mm. like cell art style. I don't know. So you want like Cuphead Mega Man edition? I mean, that would be pretty dope. Cuphead's already almost like you know Contra Mega Man ish. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think but... it's going to be about that difficulty level too, though. If, yeah. I mean, if you uh, if you can get through Cuphead, I think you'd be able to get through this new Mega Man. Uh, yeah, I think it's coming back at the right time, just because like dif- difficult games are making a pretty big comeback, especially with Cuphead being pretty much like a spiritual successor ish to the Mega Man formula. I will say, I would be hella more excited for this if it were a Mega Man X, like a new Mega Man X game, like a Mega Man X Nine or something. If this succeeds, I mean, I would only think that's coming. They're trying to revitalize the series, right? It's coming I mean, to Switch. Nine and ten came out what like six years ago, and man, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, the last Mega Man X game, X Eight, was that was what PS Two, right? That was like oh five oh six. Yep, it's been too long since ex- we've gotten a good Mega Man game. I'm excited at the prospect of of Japanese developed Mega Man with some new bosses. Yes. That's the whole like kind of meat on the bone, right? With Mega Man series. Like what are the bosses gonna be? What are their powers gonna be? How is that gonna affect, you know, how you progress in the levels, etc. How good is the music gonna be? I yeah. have a feeling that people at Capcom were just like, wait a second, fucking Mighty Number no. Nine, what? That game sucks. <laughs> like that's in a way it kind of sullied the Mega Man name. You know, I mean if you have the creator of Mega Man coming out with that shitty turd right of a game. and it's like it's really sucks though because mega mighty number no. nine had uh the freaking godfather of mega man working on it what kg inafune is that his name yep. right kg did one of you back the, uh back mighty number no. nine nope. no i didn't no, okay Not me neither which i can't believe i wanted to but i just couldn't get behind it uh so i'm know. thinking like all right if they're going to be better than that which it's gonna be hard to believe it wouldn't be better than that then okay at least but i See, just don't like the visuals of it i hope the gameplay holds up See, for me, when I was looking at the trailer, I wasn't really paying much attention to the visuals. I was just paying attention to the emotion of the game. And I was kind of, for the most part, like, oh, this is stupid. Like, who wants another Mega Man game? This is so, like, fuck. And then I think he dashed. And it was at that moment where I was like, well, this could be not, this could be pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's what we can tell you. They need a really, metal like, blade. They need a metal blade in this game. It's, like, man. really stupid that that's something that gets me excited. But, like, yes. if you throw that in and you throw in wall kicking, I'm sold. Like, that's what makes a Mega Man game good. You know, not, like, old school, like, you know, sliding and... I don't know. Mega Man X is so great, and that's why I'm so excited that the Mega Man X games are coming back and they're going to be bundled, as well as the yes. old Mega Man games if you like bad games. I feel like Switch is just the perfect uh, console, the perfect platform for these types of 2D kind of old school centric games. So oh, 100%. I, I would it's, definitely it's, be playing these on, I'll be playing all the Mega Man games on Switch. Yeah, this so uh, to, 2D platformer renaissance we're going through is perfect with the Switch coming out. So it's it's kind of like when the Switch comes out, open the floodgates on the, all those 2D platformers because it's, it's, it's going to rock it. Absolutely. Yeah. So to recap for you, uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2, which includes Mega Man 1 all the way up through Mega Man 10, actually, that's going to be coming to the Switch uh, early 2018, I believe. And then 
they're going to somehow port Mega Man X1 through X8 all the way uh, to the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch by, like, summer 2018. They haven't said whether it's going to be, like, a, like a collection, like you buy it all at once, or if it's, like, you buy them, you know, a la carte or yeah. something. Are they going to do what they did for the Legacy Collection, where they'll have, like, behind-the-scenes art, you know, the manuals, the covers? Yeah, they, that would be really good. Yeah, they haven't said whether that's going to happen. I'd love to see that, but more than anything, i just love to play Mega Man X on the Switch. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. Please. I think I just remembered that I own the Legacy Collection on PS4, and I just forgot I had that, but I think I just re-remembered. Okay. Like the original Mega Man? (laughs) The Mega Man Legacy Collection, isn't that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with one through six on it, yeah. Yeah, I think I forgot I owned that, so... I, yeah. I mean, Mega Man. I can have, I can play Mega Man Two on my NES Classic. I can play Mega Man X on my SNES Classic. Dude, I play Mega Man Two cool. on my on my phone sometimes, just for the fuck of it. Oh God, <laughs> playing that with touchscreen controls would suck. No, I got an eight bit dough. Oh, controller. That's, okay, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, gotcha. That's cool. Uh, so let's talk about some news that can fire us up a little bit, shall we? Ow, so, ow, ow, ow! I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up. Much thanks, like uh, California. Okay. Yep. Whoa. Oh shit! Dark. What? Wow. <laughs> Yo, if you're in LA right now, I hope you're safe. I really do. We have listeners in California. Like yeah. seriously though, in all like in all yeah, like respects, shout out to like, you guys and be fucking safe, guys. Yeah, you live in please. like a state that's on fire all the time. Literally. What's up California with that? Is on fire. Shit, did you guys oh, see Jesus. the tri- the video? <laughs> Did you guys see the yeah. video of like people commuting to work this morning with the mountain like literally yeah, on fire on that top of was, them? That was crazy. I that shared that on Facebook gnarly, actually a little dude. bit before we started. Yeah, recording. that looks straight I out of a movie. It. Yeah, it looks post-apocalyptic. Like, yep, that's fucking crazy, and that's people's lives right now. So, I mean, uh, yeah. and, like to be dead serious, like, I know we just brought up a joke, but like seriously, like be safe, be careful. That shit is crazy. I could not live somewhere that was just caught on fire randomly. You know, like once every two months or so like it's nuts yeah leave it to the end of 2017 to literally catch on fire right uh Ugh. but let's let's travel across the pond let's go to the uk where some campaigners for this uh this like child abuse hotline uh like the founder of it and such as well as a couple members of parliament so basically like congressmen senators but in the uk they have called out droit detroit become human for its most recent trailer at paris games week that i think we talked about uh and they're saying that that game is repulsive and bad and no good and uh they're trying to pressure sony the publisher of detroit to either a ask them to cut the scene out of the game where the trailer shows that you know todd this father basically kills his daughter alice in like in a child abuse situation uh so either they want the they want sony to either pressure that scene to be cut out of the game or to pressure the game to be stopped entirely that's crazy yeah i man i have so many words and by the way robert wrote a fantastic article about it on tech raptor i thought i'd plug you for you yeah tech raptor Um, has an article on this by one uh sharbert rapinito schubert barpernito is actually Uh, my yeah but you can no. check that out on TechRaptor.com. Um, I just Dot I don't know. So let's let's not mince words here. It, it's <laughs> fucking. It blows my mind that people don't think that they just disregard video games as an art form anymore. Like they don't. It, it's. I think somebody commented on our, Robert's article like re- replace vi- the word video game and you know in the situation with novel or movie, and no one would bat an eye. No one would bat an eye. 
Yeah, it's like no I mean, one's protesting saw. I mean, I'm kind of protesting saw. I think that's kind of <laughs> gross shit. But I mean, I wouldn't tell them, oh, you have to ban this film. Like, if you read like the screenplay for Saw or uh, Hostel, like especially Hostel Two, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like some of the shit they do in that movie, like you never think that movie get made, but it's it's way worse, way more graphic than what's happening in this. And it's it's of note as well that the outcome they're talking about is like, oh, this is what happens if you fuck up in the game. Then the kid is gonna die. But you can, you know, you can play the game, and if you make the right decisions at the right times, then you're gonna save the kid. Like they failed to really acknowledge that element of it. Like, okay, like life's fucking hard, right? This is a M-rated game. Like these are mature, grown-ass adults. Like this is real life. Like I think a lot of people that are sheltered in society don't really have a grasp of what real life actually is. But like this is part of it, right? It's ugly. This game holds a mirror up to it. And it's like, here, look at yourself, you fuck. You know, so. I just exactly. don't understand. It's just like basic freedom of speech. Exactly. Like if you and don't like it, don't play it. Don't talk about it. Don't spread the word. But by them going out and press, protesting it, it's only bringing more attention to it. Exactly. And, what I, and, and, and to Jack's point, and, and the, the, the way that they, they phrase it to make it sound is like, they make it sound like, you know, this is child abuse simulator where you're like, you know, you're pressing the fucking right trigger and then you're fucking hitting a kid in the face. Oh, or something. You know what I mean? It's like it's they're making it sound like, you know, it's beat the shit out of your kid simulator or something like that. <laughs> coming Which 2018. Is, yeah. coming. T- that's not what this fucking is, dude. This is like this is still uh, along the same vein on how that dude from from Eurogamer was trying to basically ask all those pointed questions to David Cage in that interview. It, it, it's it's like. What's wrong with this, like this platform, this form of media raising awareness about something that happens in our society? Because novels and movies do it, and if someone puts something like that in a documentary, it would get praise for raising awareness against yeah. child abuse. Can we just you know, ban, while we're banning shit? Can we just ban like the Fifty Shades of Grey from ever being made into another movie? Like I don't like that right. Shit. Yeah, because you know I mean? yeah, because fuck people. People should you know people shouldn't be allowed to express their sexuality. Fuck that. No, it's like you yeah. Know. See, for me, it's like. The, the way they're phrasing it, it's just they're saying literally, you know, hey, uh, if murder is in a video game, it's bad. You know, like if they're, they're saying it, just the existence of something in a video game makes that entire video game bad and it makes it an impressionable thing. And it's like they don't consider the fact that fucking like you're, you're I have a screenshot actually where it's like the choices that you, the player gets to make in that moment from the trailer where it's like press X to do this, press circle to do that. All of your options are like in some way trying to save the girl. It's like the game isn't letting you just let the girl die. You know what I mean? It's like the game is gearing you toward stopping child abuse. And why would a child abuse hotline say that's bad? I just I don't get that. It's it's like to me their message is, you know, like this is fuck, bad. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like this is bad for existing and it's like you know, yeah, video games aren't necessarily well known for tackling hard hitting topics. You know, like the games that do, they're not as popular as like Call of Duty, NBA 2K or like, you know, Battlefront 2 even. Right. Like, you right. know, it, it paints this picture that video games are mindless and it's like just play it to kill things and whatever. But then a game like this comes along and, you know, you may have your weird opinions about David Cage, you know, that he's a weirdo, that he's a hack, he's an asshole, whatever. But you can't deny the fact that he likes to tackle new things and interesting things in his video games. Exactly. You know, like yeah, ideal he's, things. He's it's pushing like it, the, He's pushing the medium and, you know, to varying exactly. degrees of success. But I would still people be out there and try and, you know, and try and forward the art rather than hold it back and just, oh, jump on this Goomba. 
you know, yeah. for fucking the next 30 years. Like, no thanks. But, well, shouldn't we stop playing Mario, though, because it's kind of harmful to mushroom rights and Goomba Yeah, it's, it's harmful to mushrooms. Mushrooms would view this as offensive. Oh, gosh. No, it's it, it's just David Cage doing his thing. He's he's a good writer in that he's not afraid to touch on touchy, like, hit touchy subjects. Like, he's just trying to raise awareness about child abuse and how it would happen in this situation. He's exploring interesting subjects. I mean, no one, I don't think anyone freaked the fuck out about Beyond Two Souls. There, like, there's a scene in Beyond Two Souls where you can, you can opt to fucking, kill, like, cut yourself. Like, as in, like, self harm. Yeah. Like, you can, like, there's a part in that game where your character that you're playing is having suicidal thoughts hmm. and, like, thinking of just ending your life because she hits fucking rock bottom. And like look I mean, at uh, uh, Hellblade too this year, you know. That's yeah, tackling, look, that's look at Hellblade. Look, life is strange. Life is strange. Like, gets I don't want to. Yeah, life is strange. Gets fucked. Like I that game had me fucking in tears because it I hits mean, on so like so much things. But it's it's expression. It moved me. Right. My my you whole know? thing with this is that yes, like no one's saying this isn't repul- a repulsive thing. Like yeah, it sucks. You know, it's up to you to fix it. It's up to you to get in the game and get in there and do something about it, right? And yeah. it's not meant to be, like, entertaining that shit happens, you know, to, to good people in the real world. It's just meant to tell a story and tell the narrative that he wants to tell. You know, he's the director, and like you said, like, he's he has, you know, some, some history of not great games sometimes and some good, decent parts sometimes, but he's making in the game he wants to make. He's telling the story he wants to tell. And who the fuck are we to tell him not to do it? You know what I mean? Just don't buy the game. It's, I don't know what to what end they're trying to get to. Like, they just want to ban the they're, game in the UK. Like, it's not going to happen. They're making like, something out of nothing. I mean, it's not yeah. even like this game is going out of its way to try to offend people. It's not hatred. Hatred was a deliberate attempt to try and offend people. Um and oh yeah and yeah, I just and, didn't and I just didn't buy it and I just didn't care and neither right, did the rest because, of the world you know yeah. what the you know what they were getting at I mean it wasn't a good game it was just meant to do the job of of offending people and even if you try to make an argument against Detroit like oh like what if kids see something like this and they imagine themselves in that situation or they're they're you know they're traumatized because of that this is a rated M fucking game mm-hmm. don't you, you're not letting your fucking kids play you I hope you're not like, like some something I want to actually kind of throw out there is that the founder of Childline, that child abuse hotline, basically, her name Esther Ranson, she says this, and I quote, the designers of video games have a duty to protect children, and that responsibility extends to protecting virtual children. Bullshit. Well, the, the, I, I agree, sure, don't hit children, but like... Well- it's not like the game again. The game is literally your job in the game as the person holding the it's controller. To protect the kid. It's to protect it's the a, virtual exactly. children. It's like, what is your problem with this other than the fact that you didn't actually watch the trailer and you just thought oh, a kid died? This is bad. This is so bad. This is so not good. Child abuse is bad. This game is bad. This game is awful. Yeah, it's like, not glorifying it. Yeah, it's no. it's like this is buffoonery at the highest level. This is like, you know, rich white folk who think they're all too high and mighty to actually know what they're talking about, but still have the power to pretend to give a shit to try and like force things to happen, which I'm not a fan of at all. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I wouldn't go as far as to say, like, I would never say that it's a game dev's job to protect kids, like, or protect, you know, make content that is safe for kids because it's not. The ESRB's job is to rate the game so kids can avoid such games. The developer's job is to see through with their vision. You know, whatever that is. Exactly. Like killing people for fun and hatred. 
Yep. You know, they I, mean, I can't remember that I can't remember the name of that lawyer. Maybe you guys can help refresh my memory, but that lawyer that's always he he got disbarred recently, but he was always like trying to get games banned. He's always like suing companies and stuff. Oh, I can't remember the dude's I don't name. Remember his name. I know exactly what he looks like, but anyways, some of these arguments went as far as the US Supreme Court. I don't know if you guys are aware. And like what they would always bring up during the, is that games are protected by freedom of speech just like any other medium was. That's like what the ultimate outcome was of this. But what they would bring up in uh, arguments was that okay well let's imagine what how far are you going to go are you going to let video game developers make a baby torturing simulator like they're just thinking of, like the most grim shit you could ever think of right to try and get the supreme court to be like oh no we're not going to allow that but that is the discussion they had in on the floor of the u.s supreme court and it was still deemed even after those arguments were heard that no they're protected under freedom of speech they're you have to treat them just like movies just like music just like tv shows we're not going to separate video games say they're a different thing and then regulate them differently so that was ultimately a victory for the video game industry at the time and for proponents of freedom of speech. However, <laughs> with new people in seat at in the Supreme Court now, who knows? Like, I'm sure these these talks and these fights could always get rekindled and who knows what the current Supreme Court could possibly do. Yeah. And it's worrying that it's happening in the UK, too, because the UK doesn't take freedom of speech as as you know close to their hearts as americans do yeah you're allowed to like yeah are are you allowed to libel and slander there or are you less allowed to libel and slander i mean i don't know the details of the laws but i know they're a lot stricter on what you can and cannot say despite freedom of speech okay Uh, yeah and they don't even know they never even ran a uh, assessment of what brexit the implications of brexit are either they admitted (laughs) that today so we don't even know what's gonna happen when we leave but we just wanted to so i mean at the end of the day it's it's a perspective from two individuals it's a very dated perspective yeah you, you know what i mean this isn't the fucking 80s or even the 90s anymore we're not fighting for the esrb to be formed again you know what i mean it's not fucking sega and nintendo in court arguing over gore and blood and mortal Kombat anymore right. like it's it's so behind the times it's, it's I, i'm so i can't believe that whether or not Video games should be deemed an art form is still an argument. Of course, it's an art form. Like, what do you think is part of the production of video games? Art, concept art. Yep. Con- you know, you know what I mean? Games are built off that concept art. So I don't know. It's so, just, it's, it's a ridiculous argument to me. It is. Absolutely. So let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about something funny and great and very good and kind of lift our spirits, right? Yeah. So uh, there, there was a big UFC game. Jack, you can probably fill it in better for me. But a UFC, big UFC game, yeah, UFC <laughs> fight. <laughs> they were on the pitch. They were on the pitch. They had their pucks out. They had their horse. Yeah. They, I think yeah. one of them got a slam dunk down. They yeah, they, 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 kicked a, they kicked a ball over the cage and they got a it field was, goal. It was a UFC sport game. It was a okay. sport fight and sport, um, ball. sport yeah, fight. <laughs> it was a sport fight. Uh, big pay per view event happened over the weekend, uh, and this dude just. Lester Gaming, Lester underscore gaming. Yes, Kudos plug, to you, my friend. Plug that man. Uh, yes. Uh, he fucking streamed the entire pay-per-view on Twitch, but but with his face on the bottom right corner with a controller in hand. <laughs> and he was like pretending to play UFC three because there was a beta during the weekend. And he you know, he'd like dodge and like move his head as if he's like ducking and weaving through punches and he's like playing with the controller in his hand. And he got away scot free. <laughs> and he got streamed. to stream the whole game. Yeah. It's like a, a $60, $70 fight, $75 fight. And he got to stream it for tens of thousands of people on Twitch for free and the whole fight in its entirety. And what a genius move, man. What that That is one of the greatest <laughs> moments of the year. I love it. 
I love it. Yeah. Is there like, any like captures on YouTube? Can I go back and watch any moments or did um, it all get like struck down because it had copyrighted? I, I haven't looked it. any up, but I'd be willing to bet if you dig hard enough, you could find something. I would love to see him like pantomime, like playing like <laughs> I used to do that when I was a little kid. I used to have my Nintendo Super Nintendo controller and I would do that to like watching football games on TV and pretend I was playing. Do you guys ever do anything like that? Yeah. You, when you, were, yeah. you were playing Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, or, yeah, or just <laughs> yeah. pretend I was playing, and it looked that good. It looked like the NFL, you know, on Fox. You know, with games graphics. nowadays, it practically so, looks real. So this guy did that, and man, kudos to you, sir. That is such a great, great story. I love it. Like, I, I just, I love the idea that, like, it's kind of a niche audience, right? I feel like the people who really want to watch pay-per-view UFC fights already have that planned. Like, they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy it this weekend, and we're going to have, like, a party or something, you know, like... Not many people are like scouring the internet. Like, hmm, I wonder if there's a live stream of this on Twitch. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. I'm uh, sure people are sharing it on Twitter too. Like, hey, get in here. <laughs> oh, see? absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one quick last little news story. Uh, Mario, you can eat Mario. That's happening soon. You can Do eat it. him. How? Yep. You can dunk him in milk and eat him whole with a spoon. Uh, Super Mario cereal is coming for real. This is an actual for real thing. Yep. Super the- Mario cereal brought to you by and Kellogg's. Isn't the box an amiibo too? Yes. The That's box why is it's getting so much fucking press. It wow. blows my mind that we're even talking about this. Like, but- can, can I just say, like, the awards for the Amiibo are just coins and hearts in Mario Odyssey. Yep. Like, those things are a diamond. Yep. You could just walk yeah. for 10 seconds in any level in Mario Odyssey and find coins and hearts. It's only going to be like a $5 box cereal, though. You know, they can't give you the world. They can't give you moons. You crazy? But can they? Crazy. Could they? Crazy, man. I don't know, but this 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 shit's gonna fly off the shelf, and it's gonna taste like some cardboard cheap fucking knockoff of Lucky Charms. Yeah, it looks like Lucky Charms, but instead of like rainbows, yeah. it's shrooms. I don't see, need that. Shrooms are see, in the cereal. Holy well, shit! You listen, know, one of shrooms not, and shit. Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like I'm not saying I wouldn't buy it for collector's reasons because I totally would. But the the cereal the cereal is probably gonna taste like garbage. I'm gonna be honest with you because most licensed cereals taste like garbage that I've had in the past. You're buying this for collector reasons. I'm going to buy this for breakfast reasons. No, I'll, buy I'll, eat the shit I'll, keep one, I'll keep one sealed and I'll eat the other one. I <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you're privy, but this is not the first time that Nintendo's had a cereal. Are you, you not know about this? So Nintendo oh, yeah. cereal system, ladies and gentlemen, it was a box split in half and, and it had a little side bag that was Super Mario Brothers cereal. And then on the right, it had another mini bag in the one box and it had Zelda cereal in it because Yo. those were the big games back then. Just like 2017, Mario and Zelda. Hey. Hmm. Whoa. So but no Zelda cereal. No, there's a Zelda O's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Zelda O's. But, uh, there was Donkey, Fuck, I want a box Donkey of Kong that. Jr. Donkey Kong had a cereal. Pac-Man had a cereal. And Frosted Flakes had fucking Guitar Hero shit in it. Fucking oh, yeah. Captain Crunch had a CD-ROM in their cereal box. Can I like, can I throw a curveball at you guys? Pokemon this, cereal. What if this cereal tastes like Switch cartridges? <laughs> you would love it then. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, then I'd switch buy cartridge flavored marshmallows. Yeah, you guys buy some. Tell me. Tell me if it's switch flavored. I'm. And, I'm uh, gonna bet it's not. But <laughs> yo, this shit better be available at Kroger. Does this have marshmallows in it? Is that what you guys were saying? Yeah, I, I think yeah. It, it's like the marshmallows, like in Lucky Charms. Where do you stand on marshmallows in your cereal? No. Um. It depends. I like I like Lucky Charms. Mm-mm. However, I've also had really shitty marshmallows in cereal. Like I I had uh that fucking chocolate frosted flakes 
with marshmallows that they released for Halloween. Gross. It was ass. The marshmallows That's... in it were ass. No, I hate so it. It was a very not chocolatey tasting cereal. I hate anything with uh, pre like box marshmallows in it. But the idea of like a fresh bag of white marshmallows that you put in hot chocolate, a few of those in on top of my cereal doesn't sound terrible. Doesn't sound like the worst thing. You can put it in Rice Krispies and pretend like it's like Rice Krispie treat. Hey, so they, hey, they actually make Rice Krispie treat cereal. I don't no, know if they I, still uh, do. Trust me, I'm fully aware. Yeah, I've, oh I've yeah, partaken. it's delicious. Oh, yeah. So real quick, guys, I know we're running short on time here, but I just want to know what are your like top tier cereals. Of the what? day, like what are your what are your fa- some of your favorite cereals out there? Like where do you go? Do you go to the health side? Do you go to the the uh, shredded wheat side? Do you go to the sweet? What like do you go to the the wholesome granola? Like what what you know? Name some cereals oh, man. Like you guys like. Um, top- Robert, you can go first because you know this is a rabbit hole for me. My yeah, I know you just <laughs> opened a rabbit hole, Jack. You were like, I want this to be quick. Name all fifty states, Colin. Go. <laughs> Basically, that's what you just did. Top and- three cereals. Yeah, uh, I for me, like Frosted Flakes have always been at the top. It's just like a classic, simple, good, Ooh. like quick I mean, and easy. It's a classic. That's, That's your number one favorite. Yeah. Probably, yeah. They always ha- seem the most expensive to me. I mean, you can get them generic. Yeah, okay. So you'll rock a generic cereal. I have oh, yeah. problems with that. I have problems with that. When I'm expect, <laughs> when I'm expect, <laughs> is that funny? Like when I'm expecting a certain flavor, if I get the almost flavor, it's like the Uncanny Valley of cereal like i just i'm not happy about it i'm like what I, was I it? it was a, one. it was uh childish gambino donald glover yes they're the same person that said uh kicks are the hand jobs of cereals <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand but okay <laughs> so wait have uh, you given me any answers yet i'm confused here frosted so flakes. wait robert what robert else? said frosted flakes okay what else that it uh, for me i mean yeah, like, I don't yeah know. he said three Only, but... pretty much every cereal but frosted flakes are like Numero uno. Ichiban. You'll, number you'll one. eat every cereal? I mean, I, I, grape, I'll be honest. Nuts? Are you a grape I, nuts, man? I don't even know what the fuck that is. I, oh, I, here's the thing. Shit. I can't think of cereals. I'm not a man who has cereal on the mind at all times. Mm. That's why Frost Flakes are the only one I can come up with because I'm like, oh, that's the one I like I like the most. There you go. Okay. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pretty cereal about my cereal. Yeah. No, um, man, number one, that's that's hard. I'm So I'm just going to put them in no particular order. Yeah. Um, Strawberry Blasted Honeycomb. What? Um, yeah. It's fucking delicious. They don't make it anymore. Uh, strawberry Chocolate Special K. Mm-hmm. What the hell? We're yeah. going... You, you <laughs> opened a rabbit hole. You opened what Pandora's you cereal about? box, Special Jack. Special K? And these are two cereals. I don't even know what they are. I've never <laughs> even heard of them before. Special K. It's Kellogg's... Like, it's Kellogg's. Kellogg's, Kellogg's semi-healthy uh, brand. Yeah, oh, yeah semi-healthy. Yeah, I mean it's what? all right though. I've tried them before. It's not okay, bad. Are you yeah. gonna name anything I recognize? Okay, and last one. Um, you know, honeycomb. It's just a strawberry version. Okay. Um. Oh man. Uh. Don't worry, we got all day. This, yeah. this is fine. We can wait. I'm okay. Oreo O's. I've never had wow. those. Yeah, never Oreo had those O's. They came out with the like limited release lately. I think they're already fucking gone though. It was like a limited time thing, but they they haven't really been a real thing since I was a kid. And that was one of those cereals where they fucking ruined it by putting marshmallows in it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so I remember actually having those as a kid in Korea. Like it got so big that they made Korean ones. Interesting. Dude, they're they they were it's a good cereal. They it probably because like, they probably have seaweed flavored cereal over in Korea. I'd assume. No, that's gross. Come on, <laughs> I wonder if they have matcha flavored cereal in Japan. Uh, probably. Maybe. Is that like green probably. tea? They have green yeah. tea Kit Kat. So yeah. All right. So in no real particular order here, Reese Puffs absolutely Ooh. are a mm-hmm. must. I love Reese Puffs. Uh, and then I've also said I only use almond milk, unsweetened almond milk. 
Uh, I don't use regular milk anymore. Unsweetened almond milk? Unsweetened Fuck. almond milk. No, it's good. Dude. It's good. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's great. It's great. I like almond milk, but I don't know if I can do it. It's got good body bro. to it. No, bro. You don't I don't I don't want adulterated flavor in my cereal. When I eat cereal, I want to taste my cereal. So I don't want it to taste like vanilla milk and then the cereal. I just want to taste the fucking cereal. So that's why most cereals I like are pretty sweet. So and I like corn. I like Crispix too. Fuck Crispix is up there. Fucking rice checks we were talking about. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> Reese Puffs and then in it's a tie for first with uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cookie Crisp. Surprise! None of you fuckers talked about Cookie Crisp. Cinnamon Toast oh. Crunch is really good though. Cinnamon Crisp Cookie Crunch. Crisp. Y- y- I don't know. Cookie Crisp. Like I've always liked it. I feel. I feel like they changed it. I've never like, liked them. While back, I've I don't always, know. It was. It tastes the same to me now. Maybe they it changed tastes, it. I don't know. Period, it always tastes kind of now. funny. Like I always liked it, but it Ooh, almost love it. always tastes kind of funny to me. It always was like the forbidden fruit when I was a little kid. Like I was just never allowed to have it because they just thought it was basically cookies. <laughs> you got yeah. cookies for breakfast. You fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you fuck. <laughs> no, dude, I was like, I, I remember when they did, they uh, they came out with uh, Crave a couple years ago, and it's basically like ah. this. Yeah, it's like this crispy cereal, but it has like ch- real chocolate in the middle or some bullshit. It's like, yeah, what? it's like I'm going to get diabetes from eating this, but who gives a fuck? When I'm Gross. losing weight and I'm like in the regiment, I will eat the shittiest breakfast ever. I'll have a banana, and then I'll have a portioned out, one portion, like three quarters cup of grape nuts and skim milk. And that's mm. my breakfast. It's so Delicious. terrible. <laughs> I know, dude. It makes me gag just thinking about it. <laughs> but dude, I want. Dude, works. I was on a kick. I, dude, I went on a kick where it was just nothing but granola and yogurt, and it was like I got tired of that after three fucking days. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you that. though, if you just eat like the portion, like I took a, like a cup measure and all that shit, like I flattened it out. Like this is all the grape nuts going to eat: skim milk and and uh, and a banana. And if you just switch your breakfast to that for like a month, I guarantee you, without even working out, you'll lose weight. I guarantee it. Wow. You put your body in ketosis and everything. So, anyways, here you go. Tiny disc yeah. workout uh, tips, losing weight it. tips, cereal. Yes. But let's move on to our final part of the show. Question of the week. I'm gonna toss it over to Jack, who's got a wonderful quandary for us. Credit to Reddit. Credit for this for this question of the week, the immortal question. Some might say. Gentlemen, our fine, fine friend, Mr. Yoshi of Mario fame. Okay. The question of the week is, is Yoshi, don't Google this. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm Googling something else. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Is Yoshi the name of one character or is Yoshi a species in the Mario kingdom? Discuss. Is his name Yoshi, or is he a Yoshi? Does that make sense? Or is he the Yoshi? Hey, hey, Piccolo, are you a Yoshi? <laughs> yeah, can, Goku, I'm a fucking green dinosaur. Can, can anyway. I ride you? Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, can, can so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of Dragon Ball Z abridged there for any of y'all fans. Uh, okay, so isn't he a dinosaur? Like, right? Yeah, he's a dinosaur. Isn't, yeah, he's dinosaur. a dinosaur. He is a dinosaur. That's not wrong yeah so isn't his species the the yoshi soars i always thought he was a raptor a raptors then i always thought he was a raptor named yoshi that's what i thought well do you know his full name which is what i was googling because i was like he has a bonkers <laughs> full name and what I, is his full name please yes i don't know it what t- I can't- Yo- his name is t yoshi soar munchakupas 
That's his full oh, name. Oh, yeah, that's right. T. Yoshi Sor Munchakupas? T. Yoshi Sor Munchakupas. Like T, period. Yoshi Sor Munchakupas. Nabstabluke. And uh, I believe his name is based on like the the like Japanese word for like exert like exerting force like yush right. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where his name comes from. Um, but no, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like Yoshi is Yoshi, and then there are other dinosaurs, whatever really? species of dinosaurs named other names. Because I don't know, I've never seen. Have you ever seen a Yoshi not named Yoshi? It's always Yoshi when you see him in the game, no matter what color he is. Is he's Yoshi? Well, okay, but canon. Let's talk about Mario lore here. Has Yoshi ever showed up not green in canon moments? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. When? He, he's not green in the games. In uh, Super Mario World, the first game he appears in, he's different colors. He's pink, blue, yellow, Yoshi's Story. They're all different colors, dude. What about, wait, then, what about, what about uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 Yoshi's Island? Yeah, there's a bunch Super there. Super Mario World 2. I know yeah. what you're talking about. There's a bunch there, all different yeah. colors. They're all called Yoshi. They're all Yoshi. That's fucking Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi's, uh, what is it? Yoshi's uh, Yoshi story. story. Yeah, They're all Yoshi. I, I Listen, I'm not going to pretend like I know the answer to this. I don't know if there is an answer to this, but it's just the question of the week. Colin, you're well, kind of quiet on this. I'm just, I want to throw something else. What if they're all Yoshis and the Yoshi we know is T. Yoshi Sor Munchakupas and we just shorten it to Yoshi. <laughs> the fucking name. <laughs> it's like they're going with like Miles Prower route or something like that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Colin, what are your thoughts? I, I don't know, uh, because to me, it's always been just like an unnamed thing. Well, I, okay, so if, if I'm playing something like like uh, Yoshi Star or whatever, where there's multiple Yoshis, I'm like just like I phrased it there, there's multiple Yoshis. Yoshis, right? That's what I'm saying to you people right now. That's how we talk about this. Right. Well, so wouldn't that, I mean, would that not apply, yeah, imply that there's like, he would just be considered a species? Or wait, if you're thinking this in uh Actually, it would be a uh, a surname, right? So, T. Yoshi, right? Would that not be like some sort of... You could treat that as some sort of surname. So, you could say that like they're all just named Yoshis. They're all part of a family or something. Uh, Yoshisor is the full name there. No right. one ever Yoshi. says that. No one ever knows that. When e- Throughout history, since the early 90s, 91, whenever that game came out, everyone has just said, Oh, look, there's a bunch of Yoshis there. Oh, get the Yoshi. They say, get the Yoshi, not... Get Yoshi. Or if you if I were to hold up a bunch of, you know, stuffed animals of Yoshi, you'd be like, hey, check out all these Yoshis. You wouldn't say, hey, check out all these dinosaurs. <laughs> no one would ever say that, right? Like, hey, look at all the dinosaurs on the cover of Super Mario of, of Yoshi's story. Look at all those dinosaurs there. They go, look at all those Yoshis. <laughs> right. That's my next question is who is Yoshi? Who is the one true Yoshi? Is there I mean, one? I would say the green one, right? But but what if there are other green ones? Yeah, and I, yeah, it would fuck me up. That's for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I'm just starting to think now. Like, what if Yoshi doesn't have a story? What if all the Yoshi's story in Yoshi's Island games are just lies? Like, <laughs> we're just lot- learning about average everyday Yoshi's, not Yoshi. His lot in life, yeah. There's gonna be a true Hollywood story in 20 years. Like, what happened to the original Yoshi? Right? He's like on the corner somewhere, like yeah. begging for crack. Getting uh, high on shrimps. Yeah, but Yoshi's lot in life, right, is just to get punched in the back of the head by Mario whenever he needs to stick his tongue out, I guess. So, sad times. The gritty reboot is is waiting. <laughs> the gritty reboot. No, the only person, I mean, at the end of the day, the only person that really knows the true answer is Miyamoto-san himself. Shigeru Miyamoto 
is the only yeah, one who really and knows. And he's really vague. I think I don't like asking Nintendo about Nintendo shit anymore because I like thinking things my, out myself. Because if you ask them, Super Mario is not a plumber anymore. Okay. Mario yeah. is not a plumber. He's also not a human being either. And he's also he's not a person. And he's also 25 years old. He's always been. Oh he's God. young at heart and Tomorrow, young in soul. Super Mario is not 25 years old. <laughs> lost your damn mind i think of like a he's got like a pension he's got like a 401k he's got back problems like he's an older (laughs) man you know he's got to get a prostate exam in a couple months like he's he's fully developed grown man Uh, yeah i mean if he's a a plumber where's he getting all his health benefits (laughs) i cannot wait for mario odyssey 2 where there's the uh prostate level where he needs to get (laughs) he needs to get it checked i can't wait that's gonna be such a good game no 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 no. listen 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 Mario Odyssey, bear with me. Mario oh, no. Odyssey is a prequel to Up by Pixar. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Think about okay, it. You know what's really. Fuck, yeah, listen. Because leading into the beginning of Up, when he's like, meets, he has like, you know, he's with his wife and everything. Oh, don't fucking, bring that with part his, up, please. Yeah. And he's with his wife and all the dramatic shit happens. And at one point, he has a mustache. He's fucking Mario. There you go. There's the answer. Uh, but you know what's really messing me up now? What? Let's talk about the other creatures. So there's toads. There's ca- there's like the one. There's toad. a bunch of them. There's a bunch it's of a toads. It, it's a hat, but, but they're all toad. They're, they're all citizen. Toad, right? I don't think so. I think they're citizens of the mushroom kingdom. Are they not all named Toad? I don't think so. There's Toadette. Nope. She has a different Toadette. name. Toadette. That's true. Okay. Toadstool. The princess Toadstool, aka Princess right. Peach. Okay, but then what about the random little? What about Bows Bowser? Are there other Bowsers, or is he Bowser? He's Bowser T. Koopa. There's Wart. There's Bowser. There, I think there's only one Bowser, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, but, but, then it's what's a, it's his... a, but Goombas are mushrooms, too, in the Mushroom Kingdom. Right, and there's, there's no like, and there's one Goombas. true Goomba. There's a bunch of Goomba. They're all Goombas. Right, yeah, there's no like, the Goomba. See, the Goom- yeah, the Goombas are a species, and yeah. that's where I stand with this. Yoshi is a species... It, and they, you you refer to them, you give him no respect, you just call him what he is. You, you don't even give him a name. Like, at least Roach and uh, Witcher 3 had a name. He, they didn't just call him Horse. But yeah. that's what that's what they do to Yoshi. He's a, the species is Yoshi, and they just go, Yoshi. And that's it. <laughs> Get over here, Yoshi. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's my final answer. I think I'm locking that one in. Uh, hmm. I, w- I want to say that Yoshi is a the T Yoshi Sormanjakupas is an important character in the lore, but I I can't think of any I can't think of his story arc. I can't think of what defines him. <laughs> what is his motivation? He doesn't have a like his def- his defining moment is what every other of his species can do. He's a so game yeah, mechanic. To, he's a game mechanic. That's all. He's he is. a tongue. He's a giant tongue that you can ride who, on. Who is the hive mind behind the Yoshi's? Oh, the sh- what if it is a hive mind? What if it is a hive mind? And there is T Munchasaur Yoshikupas Yoshisaur Munchikupas sitting off somewhere. Stop fucking saying today. <laughs> At the end of Mario Odyssey 2, it's like he's the final boss. I'm the real Yoshi. Yeah, I can speak real words, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's like the it's like the end of Mass Effect and shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if what if in up, you know, they're flown around the balloons and shit and the travel around. Drop the, the fucking up, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> dude, and it's the old version of Mario, and he's actually mentoring a little fucking Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, and that's shit. where he got the idea for fucking Mario. What kind of fanfic bullshit is this? Okay. <laughs> Think about the fucking if 
fits so perfectly. The little fucking fat Ishiki grows up to be Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, and he's like, shit. yeah, I'm going to make a game. I'm going to make games about my travels with this old dude. Then he meets yeah. a man, Satoru Iwata. The yeah. legacy is Yo. born. God, okay. Robert, Let's save us from this it. hell Let's that is this podcast here. now. Please. Yes. <laughs> Please kill me. <laughs> And I I don't know why, but I just I can't get the idea of like a final boss Yoshi in in my head. I feel like that'd be really great. It would be like quite the twist. Get on right? it, Nintendo. Like, Listen, wow. they made they made a giant slime the a boss in oh, Mario shit. or Zelda Minish Cap. All right, there you so. go. What what if the next game like Bowser steals? You know he's trying to marry Peach, right? What if he steals Yoshi and then just rides him around and like abuses him and shit? And he's like, oh no, I got to save my friend Yoshi. Bowser kidnapped him. Well, Fuck. first of all, Yoshi would probably be crushed under all that weight from Bowser. And but. also, I feel like Mario would be like, it's okay. I've got millions of those oh, fuckers oh, lying around. The truth <laughs> comes out. Mario, you fucker. Well, just gonna get another one. Pull opens up his yeah. claws. He just has a fucking mound hey, of Yoshi. Now Yoshi now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was it for us for the Tiny Disc Podcast, whatever the what hell we just did. What a show this uh, is. Yeah. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything you want us to read on the show, you can email it to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias, which you can find at tinydisc.com. All of the links to our Facebook and Twitter and so on are at the top of that if you would like to see our channels. Uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes if you really enjoyed what we did. Uh, it really helped us out a lot. I mean, like we can't express how much we'd appreciate uh, a couple iTunes reviews. It'd be really great. Um, and if not that, maybe at least tell a friend, you know, share it with people that you know and love that would also enjoy people who think that Yoshi is the final boss of Super Mario Odyssey 2. So that'd be really good. Heard it here first. Scoops. Yeah, we're, we're, we've got foresight. We've got the foresight that you know only Nintendo would have. Hire us. Uh, where can we find you guys online on the social medias? Uh, Colin Amano, aka Boo Boo underscore underscore five five. Uh, also check out my Twitter feed. I did a interview with one Richard Husky, uh, professor at the OSU School of Communication. Um, let me know your feedback on that if you get a chance to listen to that interview. I'm actually thinking about doing a whole interview series. So uh, much love to you guys and uh, happy holidays. And I am on the Twitters at J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A, Mr. Cepeda, if you're nasty. I want to know what you fuckers want for Christmas. And I'm talking to our audience out there. So let me know on Twitter. I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You're not Yoshis to us. But I want to know what you guys want for Christmas. Not because I'm buying it for you. Just sheer morbid curiosity. So let me know on Twitter. Let us know in the comments. Yo. Uh, you can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Uh, just one final reminder that in the next few weeks, we will be starting up 10 Days of Tiny Disc. So look out for that. It's going to be really sweet. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. And we'll see you next Thursday. Do, 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 do. You can feel it. Coming in air tonight. tonight. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and then somebody gets punched the fuck up by Mike Tyson. Oh.